It's the Vertcast. I've been thinking about what I could do to talk about the stuff for podcast number three. Oh, let's see, let's see. I I'm going to college again. My favorite online psychologist talked about how it kind of sucks that people only think about college as something for young kids to go to. Well, young, 18 to 24, and then you're done and you're done with college. And he says that you should think of college as something you go to, go back to for the rest of your life. And so I'm going to give it a shot. Going to go to UC San Diego extended studies program, see how it suits me. And that's it. That's, so that's that's the news for today. Um, let's see. Yeah, all right. Let's see what other sounds I got. I want to make sure I don't... Uh... All right, so let's start up, uh, start up the music and uh, tell a story. Once upon a time... There was this thing called uh, MTV, which stood for Music Television, and there was music on the music television. Uh, so music videos. Uh, I'm, I'm going back to, uh, let's say, 1990. If you wanted to listen to a song, you could find it on the radio. If you listen long enough, maybe. Or you could find it on the music television. Maybe. I guess CDs were almost ready to start coming out. You could buy a cassette. Eight tracks were gone. So it's not like you couldn't buy music, but uh, music television was kind of the only place you could go to watch videos. No one had even started dreaming of the internet. The usual people. Not. Oh, God. Whoever is inventing the internet, the, uh, the military and schools using it for email, so... There was this uh, little band that uh, that nobody heard of called Metallica, who were busy in uh, 90 and 91 getting ready to become the superstars that they were. And they, uh, for whatever reason, brought in a bunch of cameras to follow them around while they made that album and strung together a pretty interesting movie called A Year and a Half of the Life of Metallica, half of which was recording the album and half of which was them on tour supporting it. And then Enter Sandman came out and they became like the biggest rock band ever. But before that, you know, they had their following, but they weren't the biggest rock band ever. And there's this this, this moment when they're killing the time in the studio and uh, I think that uh, the drummer Lars just picked up some fanboy rock magazine and opened it up. And so there's a picture of Kip Winger from the singer for the band Winger and just put it up on a dartboard and threw darts at it. And uh, I think someone's, I think the, the guitarist threw a scoop of, of Sherbert ice cream at the picture. 
and they yelled, I think they just yelled the word winger uh, in disgust. And then it made it, they put out, you know, as they were, as the album came out and they were super famous, they, they put a clip of that in the Nothing Else Matters video, which were clips from them recording it. And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, well, maybe, maybe they were jealous because they were probably not as famous as Winger was at the time. And, you know, they'd been doing their thing for 10 years, and I don't know how long Winger had been doing it, but they're definitely not in the same league. And, you know, whatever. I just think that there wasn't probably a lot of thought that went into it. But uh, it definitely didn't help Winger out at all. And uh, then a couple years after that, uh, there was this, uh, this uh, show, this other show on MTV uh, in early 1993 started to air in March uh, called Beavis and Butthead that was I was about to graduate high school then and uh, for whatever reason Beavis and Butthead seemed to be more of a 15 year old thing than an, an 18 year old thing and like I appreciated it but I, I certainly didn't rush home to watch it or uh, catch every episode or anything like that I mean I guess they just most of what they did was watch music videos and grunt. Um, one of them had a Metallica shirt on. One of them had an ACDC shirt on. And they established uh, them as cool cool cats. And then one day the, uh, the nerdy neighbor that they picked on showed up wearing a winger shirt. And uh, basically the way I, I heard it at the time was, uh, you know, winger was really really doing good for themselves I mean they had you know they had the the shitty big hair and the high pitch sh shrieking but you know I, I think in uh, it, it, you know they were just like a couple uh, slightly dicey decisions away from being like almost like Rush if they just had maybe a little less spandex a little less hair spray you know, they could still be out there like like Rush, like doing really cool, progressive, very technical, impressive, impressive, impressive stuff. But they they chase too much after that that hair metal dollar, and uh, it was easy to make fun of them for their looks. And uh, Beavis and Butthead did it. And uh, the way I hear it is they were off on tour, and one day. One day the the stadium was half packed and like no ticket sales anymore ever and someone pulled them into the tour bus saying come check this out and that's when they saw the the Beavis and Butthead uh, episode where they were the the joke and they're like oh shit this might be over and pretty much it was so you had a perfectly acceptable band. Uh, basically told by two big popular entities uh, this band's not cool because uh, I said they're not cool not in any kind of deep meaningful way I'm sure Metallica weren't thinking oh I'd love to destroy Winger and I'm sure the Beavis and Butthead guys Mike Judge uh, very funny guy I'm sure he was not trying to destroy 
uh, winger at all. Just uh, thought it'd be funny to clown on a band, uh, roast them. Uh, but this, in this case, the, the roast ended with uh, the end of uh, the music career. And I know they're still out there dabbling around the edges. Uh, the singer for Wingers. I think he won a Grammy for conducting music with an orchestra. So they're they're doing. Well, I don't I don't know that they're doing fine. Uh, they're certainly not like Rush. Uh, they're certainly not uh, well respected amongst the general population, I guess is what I'm saying. And so, at least for me, that was the, the first band, if I was going to use the word cancelled, uh, to be someone who had their livelihood stripped away by the influence of a few others for no reason at all, other than they were just carelessly throwing their own content together. So that's that's the first story about about that, and then then I was thinking about the band Creed. They were a rock band. Oh boy, was it ninety ninety seven nineteen ninety eight? They were they were a rock band, and yeah, the, I guess the singer was kind of pretentious and douchey, but. This is way before Instagram and Twitter. You didn't know any of these people. You just saw what, like, would be interviewed in a, in a magazine or if they go on the radio before a show. You know, you, you didn't know what any of these people were like. They're, they were just personas with 20 words you'd hear a month out of them. So all, all we know is that they were a rock band and they had good songs. And they got famous just on, uh, just on their, the, the catchiness of their songs. They just, they toured the show. And if someone came to a show, next time the band came through, that person brought four more other people. And, you know, there was no label. It wasn't like Limp Biscuit where a label basically bought record or radio time and you know it wasn't manufactured it was completely organic it was like the ultimate cinderella story for any rock star the the idea that i wrote some great songs and people shared it and then if you heard it you were going to share it and then suddenly you're a huge band and you go from self paying yourself to record an album to get it picked up on a label to being, you know, one of the top five rock bands. And they they had some hits and they had three albums and all of those albums had uh, hits, hits after hits and they were touring and they were taking over and I'll say by the by the time the, the mid and the, the end of the 2000s when uh, if you were a, a huge douchebag rock star, it, word could get out. You could do yourself a great disservice by being a douchebag in public, and and he did that. But they, you know, the band survived uh, all of that. And I just remember that they were um, they were voted in in all these catalogs the band of the year, uh, the year. Their third album came out. I think they were voted the band of the year the following year. 
and then they were done touring and they didn't do anything and they were voted the worst band of the year and i thought well how could you vote them the worst band of the year they they didn't do anything the last year like could we can we vote like kenny rogers or queen well no that's probably bad because queen probably did something this year how about uh uh, I don't know, Elvis Presley. Can we vote Elvis Presley the worst band of the year this year, 2022? Elvis Presley, worst band of the year. Uh, but that, you know, that's what happened to Creed. It became instantly overnight, you know. I mean, Scott, the singer, he, you know, he was a douche and everyone knew he was a douche, but we knew that for years. For some reason, overnight, you couldn't, you couldn't listen to him. And you can't listen to them today. You can't really, you can't really, as a rock star, tell other rock stars. I use rock star to refer to me. So I don't, I don't, you know, like if, if a real rock star, like if, uh, what's his name from the Foo Fighters told the other guy from the Foo Fighters, hey, you know what? I, I like that one Creed song. He probably wouldn't get picked on. But if I was I was in my band talking with the other guy and I'm like, hey, that one that one Creed song's pretty good, uh, I'd get this shit kicked out of me. You you know who else this reminds me of is uh, Nickelback. I uh, I went to one of their shows back as just as their their first song, uh, "Leader of Men," was on the radio. Just a little bit. And I'm like, that's catchy enough. The lyrics are are shit, but it's a catchy song. And I went to San Diego State to buy tickets. And the drummer was out front giving out cassettes because they weren't, they weren't famous yet. And most of the people there hadn't even heard of them. So he was, I, I don't know, I chatted with him for a little bit. It was cool enough. And uh, yeah, then they blew up real big. And I don't know when exactly it became taboo to like them, but it's it's just interesting that these bands that you're 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 not supposed to like because the zeitgeist says you're not supposed to like them. So uh, now I think social media is kind of perfected, and it's interesting to to figure out whether or not I want to call this canceling or canceling 1.0 and now we're in canceling 2.0 um i know the version of canceling we're in now is there's there seems to be a an idea that i uh, i need to condemn someone because they did something wrong and i don't think with any of those bands that got quote-unquote canceled that anyone says like, oh, enough's enough out of you. I need to ruin your life because uh, you disagree or I disagree or blah, blah, blah. It was just like, oh, your music's crap. I hate you. I hate you. And anyone who likes you, I hate them. So I don't know where I'm going with this. Uh, other than to say, uh, how about we end this all? I'm going to kick on some music. How about we end this now? How about we stop giving a fuck what other people think about the music we like? 
I know I've watched some good YouTube videos of uh, different people like uh, Jamal out of uh, out of LA uh, reviewing you know he's you know grew up on uh, on rap and hip-hop and uh, started a YouTube channel where he reviews rock songs and is opened his eyes and the eyes of you know all the kinds of people to like hey look you know if I just like this one kind of music then I'm shutting myself off from the experiences of others this other kind of music these other kinds of emotions the whole vibe that you get from another kind of music so other than other than pop country not pop country hip-hop country uh, I try to like all different kinds of music and not judge it I have a hard time with reggae too as a as a drummer and a bass player it's terribly tedious to listen to a reggae song uh, but that said I, I, I'm not as against it as I am with uh, the, the the fusion of hip-hop and country that that shit just kills me and I get nothing out of it and there's that but you know my 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 bigger point if uh, if there has to be one is uh, I think I think it's uh, let's make it cool to uh, I guess if we have responsibility it's to not care what other people say and also not throw any shade on someone for liking anything else that you don't like uh, don't hate bands and if we maybe if we practice this for a while we can move towards maybe in a few years we'll be ready to start not trying to cancel people for disagreeing with us uh, politically I know I know we're not there yet but let's let's try let's try not canceling people we don't disagree with uh, for a little bit and just see how it suits us see if we can just not destroy the livelihoods of others uh, for no reason at all and uh, and see where it takes us all right so that's probably as close as I'm gonna get to talking about politics uh, unless I start drinking in which case uh, all bets are off but I would have to drink and long enough to record it and and uh, mix it down and upload it and then stay drunk long enough to not hear it and then pull it down so I'd have to be drunk for a real long time to let that out but that's what we have all right so I'm keeping up with the trying to record podcasts uh, frequently so it may seem like I'm rambling and that's because I am all right everyone it's been a lot of fun talking to you guys let's see it's only a few more days to the last Better Call Saul episode. Uh, it's kind of weird thinking about how this is the last few days I have where I wonder what's going to happen. And then I, God knows the next time I'll find a TV show that I want to watch. Uh, there's certainly nothing I know of 
So call me up on the phone if there's a TV show worth watching. Let's see. I watched a little bit of uh, Barry. That was fun, but I I watched. I started binge watching it when I had COVID, and then once I was well enough to get out of bed, I stopped watching it, and I think I have taught myself that Barry is associated with me feeling really, really shitty. So maybe I just need to watch it again and see see if I can start to, to make some more memories. But uh, that was damn funny. So yeah, maybe there are other shows out there. Oh, what's that other one? The the one with uh, Matthew McConaughey and uh, and uh, Woody Woody Harrelson, True True Detectives. I saw clips of that. That looks good. I've got HBO Max, so I might I might have to watch that. Oh, I know. I was I was reading. Um, there's a CEO guy. I'm I'm getting into Jim something. And he says he reads three books a week. And I thought, shit, maybe I should aim for reading one book a week. So I picked up something called Vagabonding that he... he Shut up, I'm casting pods. Yeah, no, you, you want to be on the podcast? Okay, well, let me unlock the door. Can you, can you, can you do, do the burp? Okay. Okay. Pressure. <clears throat> okay, you, you did, <clears throat> you did too much blowing. Sorry. Oh, that's beautiful. So that's, that's where the name comes from. And now you know. All right. We have a joke. Did you hear about the guy who dipped his balls in glitter? Pretty nuts. That was the trumpet fail. So. Oh. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Please. That was a guest appearance by the one and only. Uh, so what I what I was uh, what I was saying uh, about the book, the vagabonding. Oh, I bet if I pick it up, I'm gonna know the name of the guy who. Who I started to get into because it turns out he actually wrote the foreword for it. Ah shit! Shit! Fuck! Fuck! Oh, that's right. It's over here. Fuck! Shit! Forward by Tim Ferriss. There you go. So he's this guy who does CEO shit, influencer shit, books about what smart people be thinking and doing. That's that's up my alley. I'm 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 trying to go like okay, you know. I I don't want to say post COVID in a way where I mean like you can start licking doorknobs again, but. I do feel like it's post-COVID in the sense that I need to 
throw off the funk and say, okay, it's time to figure out the next stage in my life and, and go get there. So, uh, you know, as represented by, you know, going back to, to school and shit like that. So I'm basically figuring out where I want to be in a few years and how to get there. And uh, this book, Vagabonding, supposedly it's about, well, on the surface, it's about traveling and traveling lightly and just getting what you need to get around and going on a six-month trip or something like that and figuring out the bare necessities you'd need to, like, okay, well, I want to go spend three weeks in Germany or the Philippines or something like that and not have everything planned out, not have hotels for everything, just have a a backpack or a suitcase or a duffel bag and uh, a little bit of money and get out there and go and see it and learn how to improvise and understand the world and understand travel. And apparently that's supposed to change your life. So... I, I'm about three pages into the book. Uh, it's pretty great so far. Uh, the foreword by Tim Ferriss was amazing. So I will talk about that as we go through, but I'll see if I can read that book in a week. And I, I'm not going to try and read three books in a week, and we'll see what happens when I'm actually in college again, because I still got a day job, which isn't podcasting. But we'll see. We'll take it from, uh, we'll take it, uh, I don't know. I love little experiments, so I guess my experiment for the next month will be try to read one book a week. And I guess that's it. That's enough rambling for today. I will try to turn on the podcaster tomorrow or the next day and ramble and not think too much about it because I got, I got a book to read. All right, peace out, bitches! Satan's in your house. Satan. Satan is in your house.